You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unlimited. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. How are you doing? Huh? How you doing? You doing alright? I hope you're doing good. You know, I hope you don't have that COVID. I hope you're not out there in the Ukraine streets. Uh, I hope that this voice of mine finds you well. And if not, you're on a pathway to well. But I guarantee you, there's a good chance probably none of us are doing as good as Elon Musk right now. Yeah. If you haven't heard, it's real. Mr. Elon Musk, billionaire extraordinaire, the richest man on our planet Earth. Richer than Bill Gates, richer than Warren Buffett, richer than Jeff Bezos, and the other host of, if you like got 10 billion, you're not even close, you're not close to being near the top which is sad does anybody need that much fucking money I mean come on come on like a lot of us struggle to make 100 G's a year $100,000 per year and that's gross that's not net that's not what you get to keep right and after like 20 years even if it was net You'd still only have two million dollars. Two measly million dollars. Now, for a lot of us that don't need a mansion, yachts, and all of the wonderful perks that come with being a hundreds millionaire. Excuse me, hundreds billionaire. And the monumental problems that come along with that as well just from a security standpoint right because trust me when I tell you it's real motherfuckers out there that's trying to get at you trying to kidnap you your siblings any family member your kids and try to get that ransom money especially with bitcoin you know and, and crypto where you can get paid anonymously for the most part but you got problems. You got big problems when you got those, when you got that kind of money, you got big money, you got big problems. I think Diddy said it, more money, more problems. I don't know if he was the originator that said that or not. I don't know. Don't care, to be honest with you. But, you know, when I wrap my mind around that kind of money, okay, $1 billion is a thousand million let's just think about that for a second just for a second so you got a thousand million right you could blow 10 million dollars on what ifs and not miss it because you got another 990 million dollars left some people call it ungodly ungodly amount of money of course if you believe in god god's got all the money he's got money you can't count you can't you can't, you got planets made of gold and diamond so you know hey listen i'm not hating i just want to be clear about that i'm not hating but while i'm not hating i'm just like god you know i, I can't get my podcast to make five dollars you know what I'm saying? Yo, Elon, this episode is primarily about you. I will be tweeting it to you. Listen to it. Okay? You've got people hand with, I've seen, you know, Elon's fee. Yo, Elon, send me a Tesla. Yo, send me the space. So, look, that's another problem you have, right? When you got that much money, people are constantly asking you. And you get to a point, you can't field all that, right? You got to let your handlers, you got to hire people to handle it. You got to put buffers upon buffers upon buffers in between the people that could get directly at you because we live on earth. 
currently what eight nine billion people there's a bunch of people out here starving people out here hungry so people gonna hit you up there are people that are going to ask because they say closed mouths do not get fed so i'm gonna open my mouth you never know because elon is eclectic he's He's eccentric. He's 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 weird, if you would say. But look, I'm you know I always do the research for these episodes, right? So I got I got some 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 real information that I'm gonna share with you. I'm gonna lay this on you, right? And 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 lay this on you. Like this is an old seventies dude. Like I know I'm an old dude from New York. Not old man fifty. Still feel strong, vibrant. But you know, yo, I'm gonna lay it on you, cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People don't say that these days. But I don't care. I'm going to say what I want to say. Because this is Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. By the way, Mike's Opinion Podcast, please support the show, please. I'd really greatly appreciate it. The GoFund link is in the show notes. And I just, you know, I always say the show notes. Let me tell you. If you don't know how to get to the show notes, it's relatively easy on any of your, your podcast players on even if you're listening through um, any any app, anywhere you get your podcast, just look around a little bit in the episode. Click on the episode, and the show notes are usually listed right there. My GoFundMe link. You can support the GoFundMe to so I can get new equipment. If you just want to support the show financially, which would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal are the only ways I really have to write directly right now. And if you are not able to, or for whatever reason, don't want to support financially, which I think you should. Five bucks, please. It's just, it's just on that note, because you like, you know, people, uh, they're always asking for money, money, money. The reason why this show is not free to make, it's not. It costs me money to make this show. It costs me time to make this show. And especially for me, I'm the writer, the producer, the editor, the whole, I am all of the everything. And trust me when I tell you, this shit ain't easy. It's not. It's just not. It requires effort, dedication, and work. And you say, well, yo, Mike, you ain't nobody asking you to do this shit. That's true. And while I enjoy it, I'd like to, you know, listen to my other episodes. But basically, a public archive for my family, future generations, to know me. And even though I haven't gone video, and I don't know if I really want to do that. Because it takes away, it's, it's like a TV show. It's an online show. Like, I like the art of audio. I'm not really shy, but, you know, then I got to get, I got to put on a good shirt and I got to shave. You know what I'm saying? Or do I? Do I? Will you take me as I am if I go video? Hit me up. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. If you want me to go video, if you want me to do video pods and put them on Twitter. But, you know, you ask for money all the time. And this is why a lot of these shows do. You know, I'm freelance. I'm not sponsored. There's no team. I'm the team. So I, when I ask for your support, I mean it. I'm not going out to go buy me a pair of Yeezys or, you know, to buy a diamond tennis bracelet for my wife. No, that's that's not what the money will be utilized for. So I need you to know that. But if you do not have the money or choose not to for whatever reason and you want to support the show, which once again is greatly appreciated, hit me up on the socials. Twitter? Twitter? Which we're going to talk about more because Elon Musk just bought it for 44 million, excuse me, 44 billion dollars. You know, like, share, comment, subscribe, follow on all the socials. Will you do that for me, please? I mean, really, like right now, pause the show and just do that for me. Sharing is very important. You know, follow me. Retweet my stuff uh, whenever a show drops. Help out. Be part of my team. Be my team, basically, would you? If you want me to shout you out, I will shout you out. Say, no. I just shouted out and followed and subscribed. And your name, you know, maybe hey, if you've got a product or something, that may I'll shout you out. Maybe I will. You know what I'm saying? But um, I really appreciate that. You know, but when you, when you, when you think about these, these billionaires, like we're doing the research, I learned some shit about Elon Musk. I did not know. I didn't know. But today I'm recording this is Monday. It's going to drop on Wednesday, but Elon Musk, 
Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. And I thought to myself, is that the price of free speech? You could buy a platform. Now, I don't know if you're a Twitter person. I only became involved in social media for business purposes. It's really more than that now. I was talking to my wife about this earlier today. There's this show. It's like the Twilight Zone of our era, of this era, I should say, because Twilight Zone is my era and the Outer Limits. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was called The Black Mirror. I believe it was a Netflix show. Which Netflix is? Ooh, I need to do an episode on that because they going through. Ooh, they they going through some changes too. They just lost about like a lot of money in subscribers. But anyway, I digress. You know, I digress. It's all connected though. But um, this Black Mirror episode was about this, you know, how life-affecting social media was. Like her rating, if it went down, you know, she couldn't rent a good car. Like, I mean, it was it was really almost, it was exaggerated, but that's how it is today. Social media is... More than we think it is. You know how hindsight is twenty twenty. Like you look back on some shit and see how important it was, but you couldn't see how important it was in the moment. And many of you may already know this. Social media was not, and still really isn't. I need a, like a social media manager, like somebody to run all the socials. But I'm trying to lean in a little bit harder. But you know how. You know you say, oh wow. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back and say, "Damn, that was that was really important then." And like I said, many of you may know this, but social media defines a big part of our lives. For instance, there have been people that have lost their jobs because of shit they said on social media. Of course, you know, cancel culture, as they call it, is real. There have been people that have been canceled. And meaning their popularity, their livelihood has been stripped from them because of something said on social media. Elon Musk, prior to this, was heavy on social media and just a sentence from him can rock the market, the stock market, can make shit move for real. Like people are moving millions and billions of dollars based on a tweet. That he said. So, and there's 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 a multi. This is multi-dimensional. There's many. There's a multitude of factors involved on how this is our lives now. And now with the metaverse being here, where we're going to be able to live like another uh, movie. You know, they said art imitates life. Ready Player One. Once again, I'm mentioning these platforms, these movies, whatever product, anything I mentioned, I'm not sponsored. They're not paying me anything to say this shit. Okay, this is just in the natural evolution of this discourse, of this conversation, of this podcast. You know, I'm mentioning these things. But Ready Player One was where we, you know, had our goggles on, our VR glasses, whatever. And we lived, and that's, that's where the metaverse is going. We lived in the metaverse. And we're going to have these icons. They're talking about not only goggles, but fully immersive, full body suits where you can feel. Of course, remember smell a vision, smell a vision. Like you are going to be all of your senses, senses are going to be stimulated and matched to whatever you experience in the metaverse. Huh? Now I have, you know, being the thinker I am, I have thought past all of this in one likely scenario one very good possible scenario and that is you know we we get so immersed in these electronic existences and they become more and more tantalizing and more quote-unquote realistic that one day after living in these virtual worlds where you can fly to the moon or jump to the moon, because in the virtual world is virtual, right? We're going to be able to do all of these things with these graphics and animations, and they're going to get more lifelike, and we're going to be able to do these things virtually. 
And there's whole generations, you know, being born right now into the touchscreen, into the internet. And, you know, they're born into this. So living in these virtual realities. And one day, generations, generations, I don't know how long it's going to take, but we'll take off the goggles and we'll see actual reality. And that will be the new, new, because we'll be living so much in the virtual world that we'll go, oh, wow. Being like outside in the real world is fascinating. Either that or we're just going to become computers. Hmm? Who knows? I will be lucky to get another 50 years. So I probably won't be here. Probably, probably. We're making real advancements. I don't know if I'll be maybe right on the cusp because I will sign up for that. Um, uh, what do they call them? You know, where you can go test medicines and products. Uh, oh, what do they call those things? I can't remember. I'll think about it in a second. But, you know, I will volunteer for one of those studies where they can transfer your consciousness to a new body. So maybe right before I die, like the next 20, 30, 40 years, I don't know how many days I have, years I have left. Hopefully, I'm hoping I have life. But just in case I don't, it's nice knowing you. But in case I do, and the technology comes in, looking for volunteers for one of these um, pharmaceutical studies or, you know, brain consciousness transfer study. Why not? If I'm like 80, what I got to lose? I'm, hey, I love your family. I've been here. See if they can transfer my consciousness. I might volunteer for that. I probably would. But imagine, because we're, we're 3D printing, print, printing, Organs now, right? Now it's not commonplace, but organ transplants, lung, heart, hell, face. They just try to put a pig heart in, dude. It didn't work out so well. We're making these technological and anatomical and medical advances and advancements. And I don't think we're too far away. A hundred years, maybe? 200 years where you can basically not die for however long you want, whether it's a transfer of consciousness, a brain transplant, or you just get new hearts, new lungs, blood transfusions. You know, there's got to be cure, you know, AIDS, cancer, stuff like that. That's got to be. Somebody got to crack these nuts and solve these. Imagine when that's eradicated, when that's no longer here, just like measles, polio, stuff like that, right? It's coming. It's coming. That's where we're going. But do we really want that to happen in a world that's already overcrowded? Seemingly overcrowded. We're not using most of the land and definitely not living in the ocean. So there's there's vast swaths of land that are uninhabited basically because they're not really um, hospitable from a climate perspective. Huh? But suppose we could make them. You know, you got these domes of bubbles with the perfect temperature every day in Antarctica. Huh? I'm a dreamer, y'all. Y'all know that. And I think differently, kind of like Mr. Elon Musk. Now, I wasn't given the opportunity. I wasn't born into opportunity. There are many of us that do not have that opportunity. And by the time we realized it, that maybe we could pursue it, it was too late. Now, some people say, ah, it ain't never too late. How old are you, Michael? 50-something? 50 and a half, 55, 56, 57, mid-50s, right? That's where I'm at. I could go back to school and become a doctor. I could become an astronaut. You know, there's some things I technically could become. I most likely can never become a professional football player. One hit, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm done. So, the reason why I wanted to do this episode today, not only because it's news, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm due for an update episode. I could have just included this as one component. But instead, I decided to do a full episode on it because of its importance. Now, Twitter is only a tenth the size of Meta 
or Meta's Facebook, I should say. Facebook, which is owned by Meta. A tenth. Only got about 200 million daily users. Only, right? You say only. 200 million daily users compared to Facebook. It's a tiny fraction. But the reason why Twitter is so important is because its primary function is to tweet, is to say what you got to say. Facebook got so much shit going on with it that it's not as, you know, it doesn't give you that pinpoint. Twitter is for saying some shit. You want to tweet it, tweet it, boom. I don't know how many characters or less, I can't remember. But that's what Twitter is all about. Now, it's going to just keep growing and growing and growing and growing. But I thought that this was um, deserving of a full episode. And Mr. Musk, if you do happen to listen to this episode, you've got a lot of shit going on. So if just you taking the time to listen to this episode, whether you, you know, skim through it or listen to it in its entirety would be... um, it's hard to say a privilege because I don't know him. He's just a human like I am. But the things that he's accomplished, the things that he's in charge of, the things that he's spearheaded, and the way he thinks are just um, different, just like I am. I've been different my entire life. But if you happen to listen, yes, yes, I would like you to reach that hand out and pull me up. Be a part of the team. I would be an asset. And yes. Some financial assistance would be great as well. A handout, while I would accept it, it's not really what I'm looking for. But that's not why I made this episode. My, the reason, I just want to be clear. I know I've said the reason why I made this episode because it was important. That's not why it's important. Not for me to directly ask Elon Musk for anything. No, that's not why it's important. It's important because of the ramifications that it has. One, we all know I think everyone knows on planet Earth, those that are fully conscious, you know, I'm not talking about babies or toddlers, but there are even some young kids that know. On planet Earth for millennia, if you have acquired riches, you have positioned yourself for entitlement of some form. You have taken the measuring stick and exceeded normal measurement. You have reached pinnacles. The pinnacle of, sadly, what we value, what most of us have come to value, what societies, governments, nations, countries value. And that is the acquisition of wealth, of riches. You think back to the pirate days, to the Egyptian days. Every, if you can amass a certain amount of what equates to monetary wealth, you know, whether that be in the form of gold or silver or jewels or gems or Money. You are admired. You are respected. Whether that respect is earned or not, you are bowed to because of what you have acquired and how much of it you have acquired gives you power, gives you mobility. It gives you a lot of positive things. And as I touched on earlier, it's a lot of negative shit that comes with it too. If you don't think it is, think again. You ever been a person somewhere that had the best of something or the most of something and people come after you? People swarm you. Like everybody else has got vanilla cupcakes, but you had that one chocolate one and everybody's like, ah, you got the chocolate one. I want some of that. Can I trade you? I trade you. Can I get a bite? Can I get a pee? Right? You ever been in a situation like that? Whatever it is. Imagine that on a grand scale, on a world scale. Because I'd love to be rich, but keep my anonymity. Be completely anonymous. But even then, unless I was driving a, 
1993 Honda and never did anything to show signs of my wealth, which is unlikely, right? Maybe I buy a, a few thousand acres, gate it off, fence it off, you know, and, 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 and just build one house in the middle of it and put all of these motion detectors out and just live in solitude. But I have family that I care about and love. I have friends, you know, and I, I, you know, I could live in solitude. I'm just going to say that personally, me, it wouldn't be a problem for me, but you know, I got people that I love. I'd want to share that with them. I want to travel. I'd want to see the world. There's lots of the planet earth that I have yet to see. Been to South America, been several places in North America. I've been abroad. You know, in Europe, I've never explored the Orient, never been to the African continent. You know, there's many places I haven't gone. My traveling has been limited. Not a whole lot of stamps in my passport. So I'd want to do that. But trust me when I tell you, being born and raised in New York City, I've been in boardrooms. I've sat on board of directors. I've also been in the projects. I've seen wide swaths of levels of classes and humanity. You get a target on your back. There's no other way to say it. You get a target on your back if you have stuff. And you don't have to be rich to get that target. You could just be the dude in a hood with a good job and you got on a pair of Jordans. And you can get killed for a pair of sneakers. So when you compound that by billions and billions of dollars, make no mistake, there are professional thieves, professional kidnappers, professional murderers, professionals, like PhDs in this shit, that's out to get you. Now, when you rich and famous, you better make sure your team is right now. One example, and I don't know how much this is true. I'm not a gossip dude. Y'all know that. But this made national news. Kim and Kanye, I think, were in France and got robbed. Come to find out, it was their own security team that was in on it. Like, how do you know who to trust? How do you know who to trust? Right? Like, hypothetically speaking. I'm still relatively anonymous. The Mike's Opinion Show has not blown up to some form of regional or national or worldwide prominence. Help me out with that. I ask you to be on my team. Like, share, comment, support the show, please. Support the show. But right now, if I were to acquire riches, let's say Elon Musk said, yo, yo, I love your episode. I listen to all your other episodes. I love what you've done. And I want to be a part of this. Here's, you know, here's a drop in the bucket. Here's $10 million. Get your shit together and then come see me. I'll say, hold on. First, my shit is kind of together. Might get some medical shit, you know, go get a physical, make sure I'm good. But I think I'm good. I'm still feeling strong. But I'm of that age. And I have yet to have that prostate thing situation going on. I know I got to have it. I got to have it. What do they call it? Um, uh, and oh, what is it called? The endo star? I can't remember. Ah, anyway, the thing where they stick to, they put you to sleep, put the tube up your booty, they look around for cancer and polyps and stuff like that. Yes, yes, when you get in your 50s, that's the kind of shit you got to look forward to. But, you know, if I had that kind of money, do I need, do, being a 10 millionaire, do I need security yet? I probably want to at least be proficient with a firearm and keep it with me all the time. But I already do that, and I'm not even rich, right? Because it's just the world we live in. But I'm not a really like a Bentley dude. I might cop the range, though. So if I got a brand new range, does that put a target on my back? If it's a professional thieves and I get on their radar, maybe. But I'm shooting it out. I'm not a surrender kind of dude. If it's my time to go, it's time to go. But you're not coming at me. And of course, if I got the range, if I got... Like Elon Musk, does he have bulletproof vehicles? 
You betcha. I bet. Have you ever looked at the thickness of the doors of any presidential vehicle? That shit is like a two feet thick. They bomb proof, missile proof, and all that. While doing the research for this episode, I'm about to dive into this in just a second, but Elon Musk has 84 million Twitter followers, roughly, right? Give or take a few. He's not the number one. He's not the number one. Do you know who the top Twitter people are? One's Barack Obama, number one. Number one. Let me get you the um, exact number here. I have it here somewhere. Barack Obama, at the time that I looked this up, has 130 million Twitter followers. That's almost all of Twitter. Well, at least definitely a generous more than half. Right? The next ones are entertainers. Rihanna. Katy Perry. Justin Bieber. Okay? These people can tweet. And they are influential, otherwise known as influencers. So I was thinking when I was doing the research, is is you know, is Elon gonna bump up his numbers suddenly just to make it look like I bought Twitter, I own it, I'm gonna be the king, I'm gonna have the most followers in this motherfucker. So you gonna you might fluff the numbers a little bit. You think? Would you? Would you? Or would you leave it just natural? I'm struggling to get 85 people. Elon got 84 million. Could you share the show, please? You see why I'm saying? Could you share the show? Share the show. Okay. Share the show. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not on Snapchat, but do it there too, damn it. Wherever. Do it all over the place. But let me dive in here a little bit to some of this information. So Elon Musk has a birthday coming up. He's born on June 28th. Of course, entrepreneur, investor. Of course, media proprietor now, business magnet. He's from South Africa. He was actually, yeah, he was, he was, he was raised in Pretoria, South African, had a Canadian mother and a white South African father. Went to University of Pennsylvania. He left Canada. He had moved to Canada. He left Canada to avoid conscription, which is basically uh Canadian version of uh, the draft, you know, being enrolled in certain services. And a lot of these Ivy Leaguers, these people that have found some solid footing or notoriety or success in society have all dodged drafts or this or that, you know. Money can buy you and who you know, connections. You ever heard that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know? It is it's true. Your affiliations, your associations, it's real. It's real talk. But before his Twitter acquisition, you may have heard, if you're living on a rock, you didn't know who Elon Musk was. You may have heard of Elon Musk for owning, uh, being a CEO, founder, and chief engineer at SpaceX who's doing the damn thing when it comes to space and putting like satellites up all around the globe. These are the things that are public that we know of. Okay, now, Elon seems to be about transparency and who knows. I don't think he's like the Raytheons and the Lockheed Martins and the Northrop Grumman's and you might go, who that? Who? Yeah, do some reading on them. You'll see what's going on. It might be people going to space from other planets regularly. That's all I'm going to say. It might be companies out here that's kicking it with aliens. That's all I'm going to say. I keep saying that's all I'm going to say, then I say something else. But you know what I'm talking about. So, he's got a space company. You also may have heard of him about the Boring Company. The Boring Company, they digging tunnels, they digging holes in the earth. And I thought to myself, a long time ago when I first heard about him owning this company, like, how deep in the earth are you going? Like, if you have, he's got a space company to go out the planet, off the planet, rather. He's got a company to go deep into the planet. Think about that for a second. 
Huh? Yeah. He's also the co-founder of Neuralink. Hmm. You want to read some interesting shit? Look up Neuralink. They're trying to do interfaces with the computer and the brain. Okay, Neuralink? <laughs> interesting shit, to say the least. And open AI, which of course, artificial intelligence. But you may know Elon Musk best for owning Tesla. Not the deceased genius, but the Tesla motor vehicle company. Hmm? Battery company. He is the CEO and product architect. Elon Musk, if you've ever seen him, I haven't seen many interviews, but he did host Saturday Night Live. And a lot of people were pissed when that happened. And like, what? Why? Why? Quirky. Eccentric. Misunderstood. And I relate to all those because I've often been that. You know, I skipped from third to fifth grade, parochial school, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, when you think differently, and you have a certain level of intelligence, you may be lacking in certain other areas like dancing or jokes. Usually think of it like jocks have these physical prowess, but usually they're not the most academically inclined. The academically inclined are typically not well-built jocks. They don't have these, you know, statuesque bodies. So usually you, you know, it's imbalanced. You either have one, you know, or the other. And I'm not saying anything about you, Elon dancing, but I've seen some of your product launches and yeah, get a, get a, get a, get some, get some, get some dancing lessons. That's what I'm going to say, but you don't have to, you can pay somebody to dance for you. You that rich. A lot of things going on, like back in 1995. He moved to Cali to attend Stanford. He dropped it, decided to, you know, he already had a bachelor's already in economics and physics, but he decided instead to pursue a career. And he co-founded the web software Zip2 with his brother. He's got a brother and a sister. The startup was acquired by Compaq in 1999, a little over 20 years ago, for $307 million. Okay. Then, that same year, he co-founded X-Bank, which eventually merged with Confinity in 2000, and it formed PayPal. Let's, let's, major moves being made right here, right? And then eBay bought that company for $1.5 billion in 2002. Yo. You think about Mark Cuban. You think about these people, you know, that's taking advantage of these situations. And a lot of times, you know, you may not be jealous or envious, but you go, wow, wouldn't have been nice to do that. I've worked on projects before. I have a degree. There are things that require a certain level of focus commitment, and dedication to bring to fruition. And you got to be laser focused. And, 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 you know, a lot of times it may not work out. Or you have to fail and keep going and fail again and keep going and fail again. For instance, this podcast. As you know, I think the episode, the episode before that, I hit 100 episodes. I'm two years old. This podcast is two years old, 100 episodes. I have no intentions on stopping. I'm not going nowhere. Yet, because I haven't mastered social media, I don't have a large following. I don't have a massive or even a tiny advertising budget to bring exposure. I rely on you. The people that are listening. And there are people listening, but I'm still... I'm still not even to the, you know, two, three hundred per episode yet. 
It's sad, really. It makes me sad. I want to be, I want to, I, you know, I, I do this for edutainment. I like to enlighten people and entertain them to a certain degree as well. But like I said, I don't do fluff and gossip and, 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 you know, just stuff to get people to listen. So some people might find this show boring and go, oh, he's just rambling on about stuff. But for people that actually listen and that find some interest in the subject matter, and I cover a wide variety of topics, I believe this should be a much bigger, successful show. How do I reach those people? I don't know. If you know, let me know. Shoot me an email. If you are a regular listener, tweet it, Facebook, DM me, private message me. And let me know why you think the show sucks or why you think is good. If you agree with me, that it should be more people listening to this. Hell, even if you know me, if you're one of the people that know me, you got my number, holler at me, talk to me. I'm open to suggestions because I ain't going nowhere. I want to keep this going. I um, I like doing it. Not just because I, I don't like to hear myself speak. But like I said, I like to, I like to think that I'm building a archive of who I am because I am me. And like I said, none of it's fluff or really even rehearsed. I do the research and then I hit record and I start talking. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it needs to be more rehearsed and more planned out. But this is me and it's, it's a true reflection of myself. And my hope is. My kids, my grandkids, my great-great-grandkids, and going on and on and on, hundreds of years from now, they'll be like, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa Michael. Let's listen to this podcast. You know, and they can get a little bit of insight into one of their ancestors, into one of their people in their genealogy. That's my hope. Another hope is to lend to the societal archive and... Something that I'd like to think has some substance. Some kind of substance from a a caring, compassionate, relatively intelligent human being on earth that existed during these times. Not really looking to get famous. Would I like this to become sustainable? Something that I could do for a living? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So maybe you can help me with that. I digress. I know. He's like, yo, that ain't Elon Musk. That's talking about you, man. Why are you talking about you? I I digress. I digress. I started thinking about all these things Elon has done. Do you feel subpar when you read about somebody's, all of these fantastic accomplishments? Do you go, damn, did I not work that hard? I, I don't really think that because like I said, there's a, there's a formula. You got to be born to the right people in the right environment, have the right opportunities. It is more than just drive. Let's be clear. You can have all the drive in the world, and if you don't have the way to drive that drive to, you out of luck. Money, wealth, the acquisition of riches do not and will not define my happiness. Would I be a little happier? Probably. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't need that to define my happiness. And I don't think you should neither. Realistically. Because real, people can lose riches just as as they have gained them. I think it's kind of hard to move, you know, what, I mean, Elon's like, like I say, he's the richest guy on the planet. I think estimate Forbes, Bloomberg, there's like 263, $268 billion. Like just that little bit of difference. Sounds like nothing. $263 billion, $268 billion. You're talking a difference of $5 billion. Anyway. It's a lot of money. Lots and lots of money. Elon Musk, after his name, his full name is Elon Reeve Musk. Reeve. Elon Reeve Musk, FRS. I didn't know what that was. I had to find out what that was. Do you know what FRS is? Huh? It's Fellowship of the Royal Society. 
Indubitably. Fellowship of the Royal Society. The judges of the Royal Society of London convey this award and you become FRS. Other people, notables that have also obtained the FRS after their names include Michael Faraday, Charles Darwin, Sir Isaac Newton, Dorothy Hodgen, Stephen Hawking, Albert Einstein. To say Elon's in good company, I think is a fair statement. The Fellowship of the Society is the oldest known scientific academy in continuous existence. It's clearly a significant honor. The list goes on and on. There's many, um, you know, Nobel laureates. And it's a very distinguished list to say. And if I obtain these kind of riches, you know, maybe I'll just be a late bloomer. Because I've got a lot of great ideas I'd love to bring to fruition that would affect humanity. I I really, really do. What's very interesting, though, and you may already know this. Money does not equate to an everlasting marriage. As Paul McCartney knows, Jeff Bezos knows, and Elon Musk is no stranger to this either. You would think with that kind of money, you should be able to communicate, right? Hire a mariachi band with flowers and, you know, you can apologize in grand fashion. But nope, relationships are harder than wealth. You can figure out the wealth formula, but you still may not be able to figure out the relationship formula. I think I know, though. I think I know, though. Huh? Listen to some other episodes about relationships. Elon's been married a couple times. And divorced a couple times. So there's that. Hmm? A little bit about the deal. If you don't know, $44 billion cash was paid, or is going to be paid to acquire Twitter. Elon had joined the board, and he didn't want to take a seat on the board, but you know, he, he had, he had become the, the number one shareholder. Before he flat out bought it. And people, including Kramer. I don't know if you know James Kramer. He's one of these financial commentary guys. Tells you stocks to buy, what to sell, buy, you know, blah, blah, blah. He has a very entertaining show, has for a long time. But he was wrong, as many others, because people thought it was a farce. It was a joke. Elon's like, y'all want to buy Twitter. Shit happened at lightning speed. Nobody thinks that this deal is not going to close. That fully finalized and closed yet, but nobody sees any roadblocks. It's going to happen. Twitter's only 16 years old. That's it. It's not even 20 years old. Very young company. I just, um, I think to myself, $44 billion. Now, of course, there's people behind this. He's a smart guy. I doubt that he just took $44 billion in cash. I don't even think he's liquid like that, just laying around. But the way it was structured, it's getting done. It's getting done. And Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist. You always want to be careful, right, with those extremists. It's all or nothing. And, 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 and you look at some of his antics, if you will. Or just the things he's done, like I say, he's different. Thinks different. He wants to make changes. He's made it clear he wants to make changes to Twitter. Are you surprised? No. The former CEO, Jack Dorsey, he weighed in on it. And he said that, uh, you know, Twitter was in an impossible situation. He also said, and I quote, Twitter 
as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. End quote. That's a quote from Jack Dorsey, the former CEO. So now it's going to be a private company. He will not have to answer, most likely, to shareholders. Because this model, which this capitalistic model, you know, they always want they, being the shareholders, the market, the investors, want the company to keep driving profits, profits so they can make money. I get it. I get it. I'm an investor myself. Small time. But I'm in it. And I get it. You want the company to do well and keep driving profits and those, those stocks that do pay dividends. You want those dividends to come in. So I, you know, I hate, I get it. But there was an interesting, um, quote and I need to find, I need to find it here. That was one of the quotes I wanted to read. Oh, here was one from the current CEO, Parag Agrawal. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Forgive me if I am not. But the current CEO of Twitter said today, Monday, the same deal, the deal, the same day that the the deal was announced that Elon bought Twitter, Elon Musk bought Twitter. He said, once the deal closes, we do not know which direction the platform will go. Quote. That was something this current CEO, they fucking with Elon, right? Or Elon's fucking with them. He just bought the company. They don't know what's going to happen. Because Elon is proven to be unpredictable. I tweeted Elon. And I said, absolute congratulations, period. Or exclamation mark, I believe. And then I said, don't F it up. Period. Yeah. It's working. It's proven effective. Now, for those of you who don't know, former President Trump was kicked off of Twitter. A lot of people says, a lot of people say that Elon, being the free speech absolutist, is going to probably say you can come back. Trump already said today he ain't coming back. He said, nope, because he's starting or has started his own social media platform. Go look it up. You can find it if you if you want to go look for it. But herein lies my concern. I don't even know if it's a concern, but just the interest because a dude like this. Who could technically stand to lose 44 billion could just kill it. He's most likely not, but he could. He could also change it in a way that makes it go downhill. Now, one of the great things he says is he wants to get rid of the bots. Bots are a problem. They're basically online robots that are not human, that just, I guess they're useful for some people in some way. Here is a quote. From Elon Musk. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. And Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. End quote. Actually, that was a merge of two separate sentences, quotes. Several things I thought about. One of them is like the alarms are going on for those influencers with the blue validation or verification check mark that hold some levity, some some weight as to their verification. You've been verified. You're a real human. And those of us who would like to have that 
just even a tiny bit, you might feel less of a verified human. Like, am I real? Am I real? I don't have a blue check. So am I ver- Am I really human on planet Earth? Did I get validated and verified? In that quote, Elon Musk said, authenticating all humans. So imagine for a second if that verification playing field was leveled. Huh? Well, all of us were equally verified as being who we say we are. Which at the end of the day, that's all that really did. They got Twitter blue out now, though, where I believe you can pay for that. Hmm? Yeah. Another thing is the free speech. People are afraid that he is going to remove or loosen some of these guardrails, if you will, where, you know, he's going to let hate speech exist, threats, all the negative shit that some of the fucktard humans will do. And there's a healthy environment of cowardly fucktards. And I really mean that because there's just some mean-spirited people out there. We all know that there, there are people that hate. There are people that hate entire races of people. There are people that are mean and that hate. And they want to spread that hate. Because as you and I both know, most likely, we know misery loves company. Those unhappy people. And I just give positive vibes to them. I hope they change their heart and their mind. And whatever the root cause, the core reason for their unhappiness, they find a way to extinguish that and to, to, to become happy. But you all know I'm looking for utopia, right? I've been looking and looking. I'm going to continue to look. I'm never going to give up my search for utopia. And if I get the, 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 the slightest possibility, I will try to build it. Myself, a place where everybody's happy and peaceful and communicative and loving and caring and compassionate and empathetic. You all know that's what I've, I've said it in many, many episodes. And today's no different. Utopia, a place of beauty, is what I'd love to find. You know what I'm saying? So, A lot of people said Twitter contributed to the spawning of the Arab Spring and they played a role in the storming of the Capitol on January 6, 2021. One of the problems with these social media companies, you ever heard that saying, the cat's out the bag? A lot of people want to hold these companies liable and accountable for the acts of their users. How can you? Do we hold automobile companies liable for the acts of its drivers? No. We hold them accountable if there's a a widely known defect that's contributed to accidents. Of course. Like, for instance, if Twitter automatically retweeted a Klansman's tweet, that would be Twitter's fault. They can't be responsible for the Klansman's tweet itself. We can suggest, or Twitter can suggest, not we, I don't own Twitter, but, you know, they can suggest be nice. Can't make you be nice, though. But when you have world leaders, famous people, prominent people using Twitter daily, people that have large followings or followings of devout, a large following of fanatical people. It could cause a problem. This is why 
Twitter has been accused of playing a role in the storming of the Capitol because it was a way to reach masses of people and to get them to do shit. Now, keep in mind, I, hey, this investigation of the January 6th situation is ongoing. Mark Meadows, Clarence Thomas's wife, Gigi, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole network of people, Sean Hannity, all these people were seemingly involved and in touch with the then, you know, now former president. And hey, shit can be dangerous, but so can a car. So if Elon, I'm, I'm kind of with him, take the wheels off and let's see, take the guardrails off and not the wheels, take the guardrails off and, and see what happens to a certain degree. Let people defend themselves. Maybe he should have a defender crusade that defends the people that are bullied. Maybe the AI in real time can sense when an insurrection is being encouraged and shut it down. But then we get into AI affecting our human decisions. Right? These are not easy questions to be answered. These are identifiable potential problems if Twitter becomes a real haven of true free speech. And we have to deal with the bots, the trolls, the ugly people, the mean people. And I don't mean physically ugly. I mean inside. The hateful, mean people. Listen to, I think this will be 101, 102, 103. Listen to my 100 plus episodes. And I know that's a large stretch. It's a tall order, perhaps. There's no hate in my heart. Ask anybody that knows me. I'm not a hateful person, never have been. No hate in any of my episodes. I love everyone sincerely. But I've often wondered, you know, sometimes maybe do we need that negative to appreciate the positive? It would suck if that's real. It takes negative and positive electrons to make an atom, right? Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe we're just a big atom. And we have to have the positive and the negative. Energy. Communicated through humans. To create the balance. Or the atom, if you will. The metaphorical atom. This is going to be something to watch. This happened very fast. This being the acquisition of Twitter by Elon Musk, FRS. (laughs) And to see what he does with it. If his past actions, Elon Musk's past actions, are any indication, he's not going to wait. These, this is going to be Elon Musk owns Twitter. It's going to be interesting. I think at the least, it's going to be awe-inspiring at the best. It's going to be crazy to see what happens. And because the deal hasn't closed, I would not be surprised if there's some other billionaires plotting behind the scenes that may come with a bigger offer and swoop in at the last minute just because they don't want him to have it. You know, Billionaire's Boys Club might be like, what? Nah. Hey, yo, I'm calling Billionaire over here. Bring over here. Yo, you got 10? Yo, you got 10? I got 15. We're going to put this together. 50 billion. We'll offer 50 billion at the last second. Yo, you never know. You never know. Because at the end of the day, think about this for a second. Billionaires have been everywhere. They've bought everything. They've had everything. They've experienced everything. They get their thrills and their joy from doing shit like this. Buying entire social media platforms. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. There's been an influx of billionaires buying these types of companies. I had it here in my research somewhere and I think I skipped over it. I don't think I highlighted it. Oh no, yeah, 2013. Jeff Bezos acquired the Washington Post. And that was, it continued, as they said, Musk uh, acquisition of Twitter continues a tradition of billionaires 
buying control of influential media platforms. It's crazy. Crazy! Chime in. Let me know how you feel about this. You can always reach me directly. I answer all my emails still, personally, currently. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Let me know how you feel about this. Better yet, better yet, you can find the Mike's Opinion Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Just put Mike's Opinion uh, or Mike's Opinion Podcast into your, your search engine or on Twitter. You'll find me. Okay. I'm the one with three followers. No, I have more than three followers, but not many. Not many. Help me out with that. Yeah, let me know how you feel about Elon Musk buying Twitter. What do you think the future is going to be? Is he going to rock it? Is it going to be much better? Is it going to be the same? Or is he going to fuck it up? Is it going to be way, way worse? Again, support the show, please. Any way you can would be greatly appreciated. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing well. I really do. I hope you're doing fine out there. And until next time, I'm Mike. This is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. Unleashed.